0: the luscious slew and I listen to the comic syndicate if you love comics you'll be into bed. listen to the comic syndicate if movies make you contemplate just science will accommodate twitter for communication at comic syndicate one I was drowning in a sea of podcasts and I found the one I need at long last book reviews the news and sex facts it's more than anyone can ask for. The Comics Syndicate podcast. Ooh, the Comics Syndicate podcast. Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. syndicate. Comics Check syndicate. them out Comics at comicsyndicate.podbean.com com. and, and subscribe to the, the podcast, podcast on, uh, iTunes. on iTunes. And now, now hear your host, host Josias and Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 308. I'm your host, Josias, at 4 the villain at Comic Syndicate 1 on Instagram. What's up, guys? I've missed you. Long time no chat, uh, long time no talk, long time no record. Uh, we're going to start things off the way we normally do with uh, what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Episode 208, we entitled Hashtag Teen Wolf, At Mem the Beaner and at For the Villain, play catch up, hit what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Uh, above and below chat, Ooh, so I believe that was the title 200 episodes ago. By this point, we hit Twitter love shout outs, go through NFL talk week 9, week 10 picks, then finally hit our old topic what the fuck news? Mom accused of driving minivan with son and a plastic pool tied to the top of roof. Whew, okay, that's okay. That was news we spoke about. Florida church apologizes for accidental innu- innuendo on its sign. Man defends himself with toy in violent. Thermostat dispute, and Canadian Mounties arrested five naked people after crash. Then finally, roll Comic Talk, Comic News, Twilight Zone remake on CBS, Mark Miller Netflix talk, Fast Furious Feud chat, Tessa Thompson wants to play Alana in Saga movie. Disney purchasing 21st Century Fox rumors, Marvel Studios numbers, Star Wars talk, Justice League movie talk, and Brian Michael Bendis signs exclusive deal with DC Comics. Then finally, rock some comic reviews, Dark Horse comics, Black Hammer trade paperback, and Batman: The White Knight Number Two, which was book of the week. All right, that's what we hit 100 episodes ago. Uh, I'm going to go into the normal talk with bullet points. Uh, if you guys are brand new listeners, uh, thanks for jumping on board. If you guys are old listeners, like I said, I missed you guys. Uh, sorry I haven't chatted with uh, uh, like 99% of you guys in a while. Eric, uh, thanks for the messages, dude. I keep wanting a message back and I'm just busy. Um, so, just to play catch up with you guys real quick again, to new listeners. Uh, I work an office job. I've been working remotely from home uh, since the pandemic started. So two years ago, uh, then I got transferred to a new department doing that. The new department was insanely terrible and cruel um, as far as the hours I was working. I was legit working uh, Monday through Saturday, uh, 8 a.m., uh, Monday through Friday to about ten p m every day Monday through Friday uh, mandatory Saturdays uh, getting out at one if I was lucky um, in April, guys and gals, uh, they finally sent me back to my old department, my home so if you guys know when I would talk about the office, uh, we were just a tight group of people we 're family there you know so that 's my office job with the foreclosure company. Um, And going back to that old department, I was finally able to go back to not just home, uh, granted still working from home, but um, my home department. um, But I also got my old hours back, which was 8 to 5 p.m., uh, which was extremely needed after two years of just the, the grind. Uh, mentally grueling days. Uh, you guys, I know, heard several episodes where I was just frustrated all the time, and and I was frustrated with every right You know, I, I was upset and frustrated. <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna catch you guys up now. Um, oddly, you guys have known I I'm a who I'm a workaholic. Like, there, there's just no way around it. I, I'm a fucking workaholic. Uh, I was working in the bar at the theater prior to the pandemic, so I've always had two jobs, uh, and then getting the, I guess, uh, getting sent to the new department and having to work so much. It was essentially like a second job, very little time for myself. Um, I'm not going to go too much into that. But um, April, I went back. So one solid month, uh, I went uh, at just getting out, you know, working eight to five, my office job. And Josias, after one month, decided to get a second job. Second job is at a restaurant. It's something I've never done uh, in my life before. Um, customer service I'm great at, but, uh, and even at the bar, uh, at the theater was cool to, to serve people. So serving people alcohol and making them shit like that, I, don't, I didn't necessarily consider it restaurant work. Um, so this is the first time uh, I, I'm working restaurant Uh, i like how fast paced it is Um, a lot of people keep asking me how long i've been doing it and i keep telling them this is my first time doing it they'll answer back like dude you are picking it up really quick you're really good Uh, you pay attention to everything um so i do dig on it Uh, my hours are literally six to close so six to ten six to eleven and then the cleanup afterwards so i'm still not getting that much sleep um the tips are really good though and um Working so much, I guess uh, remotely from home for so long, I miss interacting with people, so uh, it 's good to 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 get that aspect of Jossias working again the uh, the vocal dude the the cat that can talk to anyone um, so it's it 's really cool to be amongst people in that aspect again, tips are good, um, so i 've been doing that since April straight up, um, so I think they really like me managers know uh. Look, I'm not going to fucking bullshit around. Uh, I I bust my fucking ass. Uh, I hustle straight up. I'm good at what I do. Um, So I'm enjoying it. Um, If you guys are curious, feel free to ask me where I work. Um, I don't know if I want to say it, but it it rhymes with and sounds like um, bed-bobbing. So if you guys um all right guys um so that's catch up with me real quick into my life and if if you guys are wondering why i haven't recorded in so long uh that's pretty much why i have no time to read write uh be creative write anything uh record you know do anything really so um i literally finally felt the burnt out factor this past week uh and uh i was working like fucking six days straight and you know i An ex-girlfriend, when I was working the second job at the theater, uh, at the bar, um, I was still working my office job. And I had mentioned one time, like, this is my 15th, 16th day working straight. And she would always answer, like, you head out from the office this weekend. It's like, damn it that's not what i mean i've been working it still works second job is still fucking work she never quite got it uh makes sense why she's the next girlfriend but um yeah i i've worked literally fuck me i want to say 14 days straight um this past um week today is my first day off so happy fourth of july weekend by the time you guys catch this i i have off i requested off the whole weekend from the second job just because josias needs to recharge his fucking batteries and um yeah, I, I needed it, and I'm able to record finally. So that's catch-up into my life and why I haven't recorded. Uh, just know I miss you guys. Uh, I miss chatting with all of you guys, so my apologies for for not chiming in, but I, I swear to God, guys, I'm fucking crazy busy. Um, I don't avoid you guys just to avoid you, and Eric, again, man, your messages, uh, Lynn Loopy, uh, yeah, yeah, so many of you guys, uh, Emma. And actually, um, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about real quick. So bullet points now are this in particular. This is going to be weird because I did not plan for this show to be... Well, this is going to be a very Adam-centric episode. Uh, There's so much that I had to play the full version of our our original opening. Um, But yeah, it's a weird story because... Uh, A lot of these stories involve this cat for some reason, and it's very cool, but this is uh, the bullet points, things that I came across this past week. So, um, Twitter love and shoutouts. I got hit up the other day, uh, randomly, out of the blue, sup bro, long time no chat. I picked this up at the shop and thought of you, and then he sent a picture. So Adam messaged me out of the fucking blue. Uh, He and I haven't chatted in, in a while. But anyways, he sends me a picture. And it's a 9.4 CGC graded comic. So I guess to explain what CGC, for all you listeners that that might not know what it is, what CGC is, it stands for Comic Guarantee Company. So that's what it is. This is a legit company that quote-unquote grades uh, your comic books. So uh, if you guys have seen any pictures online with literally grades 9.2, 8.5, that's the grade on how mint a comic book is. So it's a scale of 1 to 10, and um, they the higher of course the score the better if you have a highly sought out and graded comic it's going to be worth more money just in the long run now on top of that um Think of number one issues of anything, just esteemed uh, comics. For the most part, there are new runs of a comic. So let's say whoever has Spider Man number one, the original um, first appearance of Spider Man, first appearance of Batman, uh, any of those things, first appearance of Omega Red, first appearance of Gambit. Those those types of uh, comics are going to be worth more. Now to top things off, let's say you have a highly graded comic um, that is hugely and widely sought out um if it's signed by the the team involved the the writer the artist the editor all three if you're fucking lucky to do that that comic's gonna go uh the the cost is gonna go up just way much more um so that's what cgc is Anyways, that's just a quick background on what it is. Uh, it's graded comics that have a certificate of authenticity, uh, and they're put into a particular hard plastic covering. So it's not your everyday bag and board that you can get at your comic book shop for 15 cents. Um, but it's, it's, it's nice. It's, they're good-looking, especially when they're graded. It's just there's something to it that looks very dope and Anyway, so Adam sent me this picture, and again, what he said was fucking dope, and, and I thought of you. I'm like, oh, my, my, my boy thought about me. Um, so I, I miss Adam. So it was uh, a cover of Nightwing number 78, and it's a, it's a picture. The cover is uh, Dick Grayson and his chest insignia, his, his, his Nightwing insignia. It's the city of Bloodhaven. Um, so it was very cool, and, and I think the, the coolest thing about this um, – Dude knows I just love Nightwing. Uh, but he, he didn't know it, how much that simple gesture meant to me. Like, just straight up. Like, I miss this dude. Uh, granted, I haven't seen or spoken to a lot of my friends in, in the past several years in general because of COVID. but And honestly, because I've been working so, so, so fucking much. Um, but I legit miss this fucking dude. It just felt good to to get that from him. And more importantly, just, you know... Just to get that message from him, um, so it's really cool. We just start chit chatting about comics again out of the blue, and um, I asked, I started asking him questions about the CGC because it's something that I've I don't have any CGC comics in my collection. I I have a lot of great comics that I should um, get the certificate for and have them get graded, and you know I, I can I have a good amount of comics that are worth money, so. I would never save them. If I ever had kids, I would probably pass them on to my kids and college tuition type of deal. Um, But, anyways, um, yeah, dude, just cool to start talking with him, and it's it's been so long since he and I have have had any conversation, you know. Um, So very sweet of him to do that. So there there was no never any malice, um, and we were never malicious to each other. It was just we. I guess we kind of drifted away from each other. And I joke around and I refer to him um, as as my girlfriend that left me at prom for another date. Um, that's And it's a joke. And Adam, I really hope you're listening to this. I, I know you've listened to you know a few of the past shows. Um, but, dude, I, I fucking miss you, dude. And I do love you, dude. So it, you don't know how much you made my day just – randomly get, getting hit up by you, dude. So uh, much appreciated, Adam. A huge shout-out to you. I'm going to continue on with some bullet points and, and Twitter love shout-outs here. Um, and this one is going to go back into Adam again in a weird way. And it, this was, was really cool. My homegirl girl, one of my best female friends, Emma, hit me up out of the blue um, and asked a really extremely uh, random but very interesting question a few weeks ago. Um, So she said, uh, just randomly, do you all make money off your podcast these days or not? Okay, now this one was interesting to me on so many levels. My first response legit was, wow, depends. Honest answer, yes. Enough to pay the bills, no. Um, Okay, so let that sink in real quick, guys. So my next response after that was, Granted, I was busy at the office or, or working, so I couldn't. That was kind of. This is my response. So, uh, long story, but the oversaturation of the ever increasing podcast is fucking nuts. Uh, and please everyone try to digest that piece of information. When I say oversaturation, it's an actual thing. Um, and, and I don't know how long I, I got back to her when I. Hit her back up after that response. When Adam and I started, there were a grip of podcasts. We used audio. I'm sorry, Audible and Amazon link and an Amazon link which grossed us the most profit. Now this is my legit text back to her. But now every actor, actor, sports figure, news anchor, comedian, and every random guy and girl has their own podcast now. And and guys, ladies of the audience, um, don't. I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? So, but it, it is a thing. So, um, which usually have their own in house ad. So it's pretty tough for an independent podcast now to make money to live off of. I mean, hence the two jobs is what I told her. Okay. So now back to you guys. Think about that real quick. Would you rather buy a random, Mattress, MeUndies, Blue shoe because I gave you a fucking promo code? Or would you be more inclined to buy one because Chris Pratt fucking gives you a promo code? Serious shit, though. Like, think about it. Um Independent podcast. Independent anything. Um, I like supporting independent artists, uh, writers. Um, artists. Ali, when you go to a comic convention, I love supporting. Um, so yeah just think about it the the oversaturation now can you make money off of it yes can you make joe rogan money i mean yeah you can uh but you guys and girls know how many actual podcasts are out in the world today um adam and i started this show in 2013 back then there were a lot of podcasts but honestly not every actor or sports figure or every any known figure um that now has their built-in audience just because they're so well-known. Now those people have podcasts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Every fucking buddy has a fucking podcast now, which is, is a weird fucking joke, but it's true. Uh, now, did we start from the get-go of the podcast movement? No, most definitely we did not. But for everyone, like, I'm looking at you, Conan O'Brien, and I like the dude. To be one of the first actors or comedians to start his own podcast and to think he invented the wheel, it's just fucking beyond me. Like, I, I don't get it. There's so much content out in the world, and there's just so much – uh So many podcasts to choose from in general. When it comes down to it, uh, it comes down to you guys, the listener. Um, Do I want to listen to some corny, terrible sounding independent podcast or do I want to listen to the Dave Navarro podcast, the Mike Tyson podcast? The list goes on. So now this is a legit conversation we had going on back and forth with Emma. And I hope, uh, I swear, I never meant to disagree dissuade or discourage her at all uh she told me about some things she's been writing and has written and how she wants to use them as a a storytelling device in podcast form like an old-timey radio show type of deal and again did not mean to discourage her Uh, but i told her straight up do it if you love it and you're passionate about it do it reach for the stars make it your own um but i say that to say this uh, when adam and i started um, there was no game plan at all for us. There was no end game at all for us. We decided to start this podcast, The Comic Syndicate, because we love talking to each other about comics, news, movies, pop culture, comic cons. Uh, we started because we were passionate as fuck and that's, that's all it was. Uh, we didn't get into this game for fucking money. We honestly didn't know what we had with this podcast until we saw our audience grow and, and even interact with us more. Uh, we were thinking of, we weren't, we weren't thinking about you all as dollar signs. The most oddest fucking thing is that the more we interacted with you guys, the audience, it was just this weird, different kind of high, I guess. And yes, even though we made money, um, off of you guys, I mean, that sounds terrible, but, uh, because of those links, We used that money. It went straight back into the podcast. It kept the lights on. It it allowed us to update our equipment, our recording gear. Uh, We never looked to sell you a mattress. Fuck me. Maybe we should have sold you guys a fucking mattress. Uh, But no, we started uh, for a completely different reason, and and that's completely fine with, with me, especially because it still allows me still to this day to be creative and to create something I'm completely passionate about. It allows me to put something out in the world that you guys can listen to, hopefully kill an hour of your day, hopefully, uh, take your mind off of things, give you different thoughts, ideals, and opinions about things. Um, It also spun off into the Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes podcast and the Audio Chronicles, which I I record, minus the Audio Chronicles. I got to get back on that one. Um, But it's, it's a whole different type of creativity for me, even recording those other two. Um and I guess final thought on all of this is Patreon. <laughs> fuck me, but fuck Patreon, dude. Um I keep all of this content free for you guys. It's free entertainment. Um hopefully it's entertainment for you guys and a little bit of insight. But um I'm never going to charge you guys for any extra content at all and I'm never going to ask you guys for money. Like if you guys want to click on a link and purchase something from Amazon Pennies go to me, and that's the most I'm going to do. I'm never going to ask you guys or give you bonus content because whatever. Um, yeah, i just never going to do that. So I don't know. F- for the love of the game, guys, I, I guess. So that's all I got. Um, yeah, I think you guys are caught up. Um, subscribe to the Comic Syndicate Podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, anywhere you guys can find podcasts. Um, yeah, give me a few. I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garens, the artist of Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comics, Comics Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Vichello. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons and having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Talk. Alright guys and girls, welcome back to Comic Talk. Um, I was one. I was wondering, uh, look, everything's plotted out over here on, on my end. Um, I'm trying to figure out still, like, what am I going to axe? Um, I'm going to go into a bit of comic news uh, real quick. Um, but this particular uh, episode, I normally review the fuck out of a comic or two and just, you know, comic reviews. Uh, the end of the show is going to be um, a breakdown of the origin of gore. The God Butcher. Now, you guys don't know him. You guys might have heard of Gore. Uh, he's going to be the main villain in Thor Love and Thunder, the movie that drops next week. Um, so it's not going to be a spoiler episode at all. I'm just going to give you his origin story real quick. And then, um, yeah, just some insight on, on that particular character. Again, no spoilers. I'm very curious to see what o- origin route they're going to use for him. Um, and, and I'm curious about just so many things, but I'll get there. Um, so excuse me guys uh give me a few um and and if you guys want to just hang back for for that review i will definitely do that uh Comic talk is going to be Netflix tackles account sharing with additional fees. Netflix test launches additional fees in order to tackle password sharing, requiring users to pay more for each user outside their household. Streaming giant Netflix looks like it won't turn a blind eye to password sharing for much longer. The service will soon test launch additional fees for extra household users. How do you guys feel about that? Um, I know we all do it. (laughs) Like, like, let's not bullshit around. We all do that. Um, uh, So... You might be using someone else's password right now. All right, so uh, next piece of comic news. Sony strikes a deal to bring Jumanji to theme parks and hotels. Fans will soon be able to enter the world of Jumanji as Sony Pictures announces a deal to bring the franchise to parks and hotels worldwide. Um, Okay. I mean, I I like Jumanji. Uh, Do I want to stay at a Jumanji hotel? It's like the Rainforest Café. But a hotel, I would figure. Next one's gonna be Robert Downey Jr. Develop, I'm sorry, developing Sherlock Holmes TV universe for HBO Max. Robert Downey Jr. and Susan Downey's production company team. Downey is producing two Sherlock Holmes TV series for HBO Max with Lionel Wiggum. And it's there's no statement on if Robert Downey Jr. is going to play Sherlock Holmes. Next one's going to be very interesting. Oscar Isaac launches Kickstarter trailer for new graphic novel. Moon Knight actor Oscar Isaac teams up with Legendary Comics and Rocket Ship Entertainment to launch a new graphic novel called Headwounds Sparrow. Sparrow. I'm curious about that, so I might review it when it comes out. Next one's going to be Twisted Metal will be Peacock's most bonkers show. Here's why Peacock is adapting Sony's bombastic racing series into a TV show, and it's going to be the craziest thing that the streaming service has ever seen. Uh, it's a comment. And quote from the, one of the stars is going to be Anthony Mackie. Um, very curious about how they're going to pull it off. Um, if you guys have ever played the video game Twisted Metal, uh, it's a Sony PlayStation game that came out. Jeez, PlayStation 1, and then there were a bunch of spinoffs. Very cool game. Um, just very curious about, again, the route they're going to use for this particular show. Welcome to Derry, it a prequel series in development at HBO Max. You know what? Yeah, I'm kind of down with that, dude. Um, if you guys are fans of Stephen King, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Um, it's it's a weird Stephen King universe. Like uh, before anyone really, all his stories in one way or another tie in with other stories. So the town of Derry um, is one of those things. <clears> that stand, uh, I mean, it's all connected. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious. I'm a fucking huge horror fan anyway, so I'm kind of down with that regardless. Let's see what else we have. Comixology. We won't talk shit on Comixology. This one is very interesting. Amazon is circling a live-action Voltron movie from Red Notice, director. Uh, Red Notice was a really cool fucking movie. Uh, It was The Rock and Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it was Ryan Reynolds. And Homegirl, that's gorgeous. Uh, Princess Diana. uh, Wonder Woman. Why did I draw a blank on her name? Um, I know you guys are yelling at me right now. Uh, And and I, I remember the guys' names, but I can't remember her name. Uh, Anyways, uh, after a fierce bidding war in March, it appears Amazon Prime is in talks to pick up the live-action remake Voltron with Red Notice director. Um, I was a huge – look, I'm a pop culture nerd anyways, but I grew up in the 80s, and I was a huge fan of fucking Voltron. So I'm down with this. Um, I hope it's not corny. That's the only thing I always worry about um, coming from that that aspect of my fandom. But here we go. Oh, this one's fucking – this one came out a long time ago. Um, I this is really fucked up. The Flash's Ezra Miller charged with disorderly conduct and harassment over bar incident. Oh my god. <clears throat> okay, so uh, wow, I this one came out a long time ago, a uh, few months ago, and the worst news I did not put on here, which I'm glad I didn't. Um, so Ezra Miller was at a bar, and there was a karaoke singer, and homeboy rear naked choked this lady. Um, I don't know how bad she was singing. I don't mean to make a light of it, especially because the, the other news that came out, like he's, he's up to shit way worse than just rear naked choking a lady. Um, that whole Flash movie and where it's going and how much money Warner Brothers has invested in that movie alone is crazy. So I don't know. They should fucking scrap it only because this guy is bad fucking news. Um... So, yeah, rear naked chokes, guys. Um, this guy's a dick. Um, all right, we're going to continue on, guys. The Batman smashes the Dark Knight. Extended Universe Films at the box office. Wow, how long ago did I write these? Uh, I'm going to continue on. The Batman director says sequel talks are already happening. <clears throat> Let's see. Going to continue on. And the uh, sequel four. And I'm the only one that really hated this movie. Uh Joker, the Joker sequel. That wasn't even a Joker. It was Taxi Cab uh, Part 2, Taxi Driver. Um, it was not good. Um, and Part 2 is going to be a musical. I don't mind musicals. I just don't like the fucking movie. So um, if you guys want that <laughs> review of that movie, uh, go back into the, the library of the Comic Syndicate. It's there. Uh, off the top of my head is... Um, geez, I can't fucking think of it. So many episodes in there. But um, yeah, hit me up on the site. I will definitely get to you guys on that. HBO Max's Green Lantern series gets a promising update. Green Lantern writer and consulting producer Lamont McGee reveals a possible update regarding the upcoming DC Comics-based HBO Max series, Green Lantern. All right. Replying to a fan on Twitter, McGee wrote, I just finished up another DC show for HBO Max, trying to figure out the next thing now. Warner Brothers has not officially confirmed if production on Green Lantern is complete, but McGee's update points the series being in its final stages. I'm a Green Lantern fan, so yeah, go for it. Uh, And I was going to say, especially because this show in particular, Peacemakers Season 2 will include even more DCEU stars. Uh, Weird, I was not a John Cena wrestling fan, and I'm a wrestling fan. Hated the fucking dude. Uh, he was dope as the doctor of thugonomics. as corny as that fucking sounds. That's how nerdy I am, guys. Um, hated him once he turned face. I, I love all the kids' work he's done. The Make-A-Wish stuff, dope, good on him. He was a shitty face. I never liked the dude. Thought he was overrated. And then I started seeing his movies and the fact that he's... He's a funny fucking cat. Uh, I enjoy his movies. Um, so, And the Peacemaker was oddly funny and good to me. And so I'm cool that they're going to make a, a season two. <clears throat> Deadpool 3, now Marvel talk. Deadpool 3 development picks up as Marvel names the sequel's director. Marvel Studios taps Free Guy and The Adam Project director, Sean Levy. I like both of those movies. I saw Free Guy again the other day. It's a fun fucking movie, Ryan Reynolds. And The Adam Project is is a fucking adorable fucking movie it's a feel-good movie it's uh ryan reynolds traveling to the past to confront young ryan reynolds um to to talk to his dad and it's it's a weird trippy cool fun movie if you guys haven't seen it um i would definitely suggest checking that movie out all right how long have i gone All right, Uh, Nova is officially coming to the MCU, Moon Knight Rider attached. Marvel Studios is working on a project centered on Richard Rider, Nova, that's written by Moon Knight scribe Sabir Prasada. Richard Rider, Nova, is officially on his way to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love this character. According to Deadline, Marvel Studios is working on a project that brings Nova to the MCU. At this time, it's not known whether the project will be a film or a series on Disney+. However, Moon Knight writer Severe Perzada is attached to write the project. Alright, I still have a bunch of comic news to go through, but now it's time for a comic review in a weird way. It's an origin read. Not even a retelling. I want to go over the origin of Gord the God Butcher. And I know it sounds kind of harsh, but it's, it's. Okay. This. This character was introduced in Thor, God of Thunder that was written in 2013. So that's a place to go to, guys. Thor, God of Thunder, 2013. Uh, the writer of the series was Jason Aaron. The artist of that series was Asad Ribic. Um And if you guys want his exact origin, it's going to be Thor, God of Thunder, number six, um, or trade paperback, trade paperback number one, volume number one, and it's going to be called God Butcher. Uh, the second arc is going to be God Bomb, and it also deals with gore as well. But this character is so fucking gnarly. Okay, so like I stated early on in the podcast, uh, we're going to go back there one more time. <clears throat> I was never much of a Thor fan in general just growing up and reading comics. I, I just really wasn't a huge fan. Um, so when Adam and I were hitting the show hard uh, way back when, like, like I said earlier, you know we started in 2013. Um, he's the one that, that that told me about this title. And he told me how great it was and how how great the writing was by Jason Aaron and how the art was just fucking sick. So if you guys can do me this favor, Google real quick. Asad, E-S-A-D, Ribbit, R-I-B-I-C, Assad Ribic, And put a Gore the God Butcher after that. And any character really that you guys like in Marvel. And... His art is fucking amazing. It's gorgeous, and this is the first time I've seen Asad Rubik's art before, and it just pops. It's different. So now every time I see his art, I'm like, that's Asad Rubik. Like, you can just tell it's his art. It's weird because it looks like almost watercolor-based, but uh, just gorgeous, gorgeous art. So do yourselves a favor and check it out. If you guys actually want to read it, this whole run of... God Butcher is fucking sick. Start with number one. The story by Jason Aaron is, is fucking killer. So anyways, Adam's the one that got me hooked up into fucking this. This particular story, and wow, it's just gorgeous, amazing, beautiful. So um, I normally just tend to, to give the years this title or any title comes out that uh, that I read, especially if it's an older title. Um, I give the team, so the artist, writer, uh, what year it came out, and normally the numbers – of the title uh just so you guys can seek it out if you guys want to get more input for yourself so or if you guys want to buy it yourself and maybe cgc the fuck out of it you know i mean sure shit that actually would be a good one okay so anyways beautiful story so for the sake of the movie thor love and thunder that drops next next week and i sound like a commercial um i wanted to use this time for a real quick review and synopsis on the main villain for that movie gore the god butcher if you know me or if you've listened to the show long enough or even follow me on any of my social media uh i'm at for the villain on twitter at comic underscore syndicate one i'm a huge villain fan i mean i'm at for the fucking villain um I've always loved the villain as a character because even as a little kid, I have i don't know, it was weird. Loved and appreciated the complexity of, of the villain. Heroes were always just kind of boring to me. I mean, I'm a hero fan, huge hero fan. But villains just, if given a great background and backstory, they're just a completely compelling character to me so it's always a thing for me what drives a character to do what they do how far does a person a man a woman or a character have to get pushed till something breaks um so just very interesting to me just the, the psychology of it all so this guy gore is, is fucking dope um so he was born on a uh a planet with no name and i, and I know that sounds corny but anyways, we see uh, young Gore, and it's going to be issue number six of uh, Thor, God of Thunder, and it starts off with he and his mom. On uh, this planet is impoverished; uh, they have no food. They live in almost the whole planet's like a giant fucking desert. So these people are starving, and they literally like burn to death with from no food and no water. Anyways, um, this planet in particular pray to gods uh, for for help and we it's it's hot out here please give us some fucking clouds today um every day um, they're thankful for everything they get and granted like it, it's sad because um his mother ends up dying like she gets massacred in front of him she saves him she's like always know there's a god out there so gore runs off and he's able to survive he grows up and then we get Years, years later, he's a man now. He now has a wife, and he's still on this fucking planet. And his wife uh, has a child. Uh, she's, she's pregnant. They have another little kid, um, but it, it's sad because he brings her a, a, a small flower, and he tells her straight up, I'm sorry. It's all I can find. Here, eat. And I'll go into some dialogue here. Don't worry, Cor. The nights will come soon. I know it. The sky gods will hear our prayers at last. Please eat, Ara. You need your strength. The children sleep, though. I can, though I can still hear their stomachs growling as she now talks. This one doesn't sleep. He's going to be a great hunter and explorer. I can tell, just like his father. Great hunter. We're starving, Ara, the whole tribe. Our caves are empty of all but salt worms and white, and what dampness we can lick off the walls. We have to go out. Sun be damned. We have to leave the caves if we're going to live. Shh my love. The gods will provide gore. They always have. You just have to put your life in their hands, my love. You just have to calm yourself and listen for their voices. So, um, this happens, there's a huge earthquake as they're having this. Um, gore wits and he's trying to protect her, save her. Um, and in this, it is uh, this earthquake, there's an avalanche. And, and he he loses his wife, and unborn child. <clears throat> so now we see him months later. He's traveling with his tribe, and he's holding his son. The kid's asking, Mama? Where's Mama? Your mother has been dead for seven sandstorms, Agar. Rest yourself now. We'll be there soon. Mama is dead? Just like my sisters with the sun fevers? Like Bach? I told him, Daddy, I told him not to eat so many stones. Rest, my son. We're almost there. I can see the forest just ahead. Just beyond the next hill. Is there a waterfall? I think I hear a waterfall. Yes, there's a waterfall. There's thick trees with fruit. More than we could ever eat. Just close your eyes, son. And you'll never be hungry again. As we see Gore's uh, perspective now. As he's walking, holding his son in this desert. And you can literally see it's just a giant desert. He's lying to his fucking kid. So kind of sweet. But again, I like the aspect on why this character fucking ticks. So now um, we see panels, pages of him burying his son now. Agar, I don't even have enough water in me to cry. I'm sorry, my son. So sorry I brought you into this wretched world. Gore, you cannot do this. So one of his people, one of his tribesmen, leave me be, Ragak. Let me say goodbye to my last child in peace. This is not right, what you are doing. You cannot hide your son's body in the ground. It's forbidden. The boy must be hung from the trees so that the gods will see him and take him into the sky. You know this, Gore. Do not damn the boy's soul with your sacrilege, leaving him to spend eternity in the dirt, just like a worm. Do not damn him the way his mother was damned. We're all damned. What did you say? And again, origin story, guys. Open your eyes, you ignorant bastard. We move from one one dried-up cave to another, eating slime off the bottom of rocks, leaving a trail of our dead behind us, under a sun that will never set. We are all going to starve and burn. Forget about your made-up damnations. We're all already damned. We're here right now. Be careful of your blasphemies, Gore. The gods hear your every word. The way they heard my mother's prayers when she was eaten alive right in front of their idol— or my wife's prayers from entire li- life lived in obedience to them. My wife, who was sucked into the ground with our child still in her, in her belly. Gore, you go too far. Or the way the gods hear your prayers, all of you, every day. As you pray for food and rain, for the comfort of night. And yet, all we ever find is more sun, more suffering. The gods don't hear your prayers because there are no gods. There never were. No gods in the sky. No gods who made us. No gods watching over us. No gods who give a damn. There's only us. And the sooner we accept that, the sooner we can. And as this happens, uh, as they were talking about sacrilegious, um, they start attacking Gore. They start stoning him straight up. And um, <clears throat> very interesting because they, they start stoning him, blasphemer, stone him. Um, and they kind of exile him from, from the tribe. But they leave him to fucking die. I mean. The defense lifts, they leave, they leave him. Um, so he's wandering on now, barely surviving, crawling through the desert. And just the scenes, panels, pages are dope. So tired. Aura just want to die. No heaven, no hell. Means I can die and never have to think again. Never have to feel. Just blackness. Nothing but blackness forever. Please, that's all I want and this is his his dialogue still so as he's crawling through he sees and finds something crash land and when he finally gets to the the site of this landing he sees two gods um that have stabbed and impaled each other and um as he gets closer to both of them um there's okay and this is why I'm very curious to, to see how they're gonna go about this origin. So one of the gods has this armor on him, and a piece of the armor gets attached to gore. And and this is interesting. So he sees them, he's like, Gods? There were gods all along, and one of them's bloodied and holds his, his hand up. Help Hello? Can can you talk? Help me is what the God says. Help you? Help you. Where were you? Where were you when my children were starving? When my wife was screaming for your help? When my mother was being butchered like an animal? Where were you when we needed our gods? What? And that's when this, this uh, piece of armor gets attached on and lot, latched on to gore. I felt I fell I'm sorry, I fell from the sky many years ago on a world without a name. I picked it up and butchered my my first gods. And then as soon as I stood there baptized in the blood, a question formed in my simple little brain. I wonder if there are more. Okay, so very cool. That's pretty much his origin. Um, so this whole story of Thor, God of Thunder, in particular, it's it's very cool telling by Jason Aaron because you get three versions of Thor. You get your young Thor, Odin's son, which is uh, let, let's think of him as fucking teenage, fucking high school, fucking Thor. I guess high school Thor. We'll call him. And he's unworthy at this time. So that means he's not worthy enough to hold Milner yet. Uh, and then the second version of Thor is, uh, I guess, picture from the Thor we know now uh, in comics and even in the movies. Thor where he's a man and he's rugged and, and he's lived life a little bit. Um, but he's worthy enough to hold Milner. And then the last Thor we see is God Thor um, who is the last remaining uh, god of Asgard and he's King Thor, actually. Um, So Wizen's like crazy, and uh, it's cool because Jason Aaron tells a story where young Odin's son uh, comes across a a bunch of dead gods, and he starts doing homework and detective work uh, trying to figure out how or who's massacring these gods. That's been going on for thousands of years now. Um, And once he finally comes across gore, gore fucks him up. Like, gore... Gore makes him his bitch, dude. Uh, and it's cool. Um, so their their first interaction, he's barely able to survive. Second interaction um is Thor uh is 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 grizzled fucking Thor. That we know from the movies and from the comics right now. Um and second time they meet, Gore makes him his bitch again. <clears throat> And the third part is um, is the old Thor, where he's getting attacked now by an army, and he has to defend uh, the last of, of Asgard. And he's balls to the wall. Old King Thor is missing an eye. He's missing an arm. Um, he's just beat the fuck up. Uh, he looks like his dad. Um, but he's just very cool because – Gore is such a badass and has had such a, an impact on on, uh, on Thor so much that all three Thors have to work together. Um, and there's a way they're able to meet up with each other and work together to kill Gore. And it's just dope. Uh, but yeah, those are the three versions. Again, the way uh, Jason Aaron tells the story, like Thor can't shake this fucking dude at all. And like I said, he makes him his bitch, and its I'm very curious to see where it goes. I'm going to give you um, a little bit more dialogue before I go. I know I normally go long, and this one um, its just a little bit more of, of Gore's background and how he thinks. Uh, he's on, on the prowl tag. Literally kill every fucking God he's able to find because they were never able to answer any of his prayers ever. Um so yeah, that's what makes him tick. That's why he's the god butcher. Um I'm not exactly involved this in the way of torture, you understand? I once tortured a god of torture and an evening in and an evening alone with me, he told me where his own children were hiding. I will kill you. Fight all you like. These bonds have held a thousand gods before you, some the size of mountains. They all start out so full of confidence and rage, so convinced of their own blessed immortality, until I show them what they really are: their lovers, their infants, your meat, just like the rest of us, little god, meat and bone and blood and innards. I will, sh- I will show you your true face, Thor of Asgard, by peeling away this mask of flesh you wear. I so rarely get to take my time anymore. There are so many gods in need of attention after all. There was an immortal on a world long ago who dared ask me if I was a god myself. Now with him, I indeed took my time. All gods have their breaking points. It took me nine days to find his, and his flesh was made of stone. I am hopeful that you can keep me entertained for at least half that long. That's one of the times uh, uh, gore meets and, and just fucks up fucking um uh, thor and that's young thor. Um again I'm curious where this movie's going to go and how they're going to use him because this this particular black mass mass um that gets attached to gore is the all black uh the necro sword I, I don't I guess the necro sword <clears throat> now the necro sword it it goes into the story of a symbiote um the venom symbiote in particular um which uh null is another being um that's powerful and that's where this all black power comes from that gore is able to use um so marvel look the the venom movies suck balls like they do if you guys like them You guys don't like good movies, Um, but those movies are really fucking bad. I just saw part two the other day, and it's really fucking bad. I love Venom as a character, and I love Eddie Brock. Um, and that those movies are still really, really, really bad. Um, so I'm very curious. I doubt they're going to go the symbiote route, um, even if they use the Necro Sword um, that he uses to fucking kill uh, so many gods. I'm very curious about. But um, yeah, I wanted to give you guys some background on this particular character. He has so much hate because I mean what he went through and how he grew up and never getting the help that they were praying for, um, and why he has this vendetta against every fucking god is oddly strangely cool to me um but yeah i don't know uh, i thought i'd give you guys some background hopefully hopefully you guys enjoyed this show uh i know it wasn't a review but it, again just background so um yeah i'll look i requested sundays off from here on out not too long ago because i finally burnt myself out um just so i finally hit his breaking point and, and guess what uh eric you're right man um burning the candles at both ends man i i'm i'm burnt dude so uh yeah i'm gonna jump in the fucking pool right now because it's fourth of july weekend and i fucking can uh i want you guys all to have a great and safe fourth of july weekend look uh i'll catch you guys next week peace out